Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. My wife and I have become parodies of ourselves. We no longer take the vacations we like. We take trips other people think we'd like. They'll see an article about some place they'd never visit in a million years and think, I'll send that to Mike and Denise. Case in point, our friend Jessica sent us a story about an Easter trip to the Philippines to see a guy get crucified, up on a cross, nails through his hands, the real deal. This checked all the boxes for my wife. It had the four E's, exotic endangerment that's extremely expensive. I know this trip sounds a little creepy, but hang in there. The experience is surprisingly moving, so hop on down the bunny trail. We're spending Easter in the Philippines, where truth is stranger than crucifixion. She drags me everywhere, man, sometimes by the hair, man. Forgot my underwear, man, this just isn't fair, man. I don't want to go there, man, what am I doing here? Been to Ukraine, Bahrain, Syria, Algeria, North Korea, South Korea, North Pole, South Pole, North Dakota, South Dakota, Spain, and Maine, and Iran, Iraq, Israel, India, Hunan, Wuhan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, bottom of the Atlantic, Titanic, what a panic, drags me everywhere, man, sometimes by the hair, The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Bet Online, where the game starts. Check out What Am I Doing Here? The book. Join me as I climb Kilimanjaro and take a sub to the Titanic. There's bonus material and photos, photos, photos. It's the perfect gift for anyone who loves to laugh but can't download a podcast. Basically, my mom and your mom too. Go to Amazon.com for What Am I Doing Here? by Mike Reese. Now back to the show. The trip to the Philippines was organized by Gareth Johnson, a cockney fireplug of a man with a red shaggy beard. He's like half a Hagrid, and he has a real zest for life. If a beer barrel became a real person, it would be Gareth Johnson. He's visited 170 countries. To make that simpler, there are only 26 nations he hasn't been to. But he's missed some big ones. He's been to Burundi, but not Brazil, Djibouti, but not Japan. I spent an hour writing that sentence, and it wasn't worth it. His company is called Young Pioneers Tours, and they'll take you to places no one else goes. Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Syria, and Somalia. They'll even visit countries that aren't quite countries yet, like Abkhazia and Transnistria. Oh, and on the side, his company shoots horror movies in Serbia. Compared to these places, a trip to the Philippines seems pretty mild. But think, nobody ever visits there. They have 36,000 beaches, but no other tourist sites. The streets are clogged with traffic, and thick knots of power lines blacken the sky. 
The weather report every day calls for hot rain. And the food is just awful. Imagine one of those suspiciously cheap Chinese restaurants. You know, all you can eat for 14 cents. Now take that greasy, salty food and slather it in maple syrup. All Filipino food is super sweet, except for the sweet stuff. One of their popular desserts is cheddar cheese ice cream. It's like the anti-Reese's peanut butter cup. Two great tastes that taste terrible together. These people eat spaghetti for breakfast, and their bread is purple. This is the reason New York has 500 Japanese restaurants and only 25 Filipino joints. Filipinos have no problem munching on duck feet and pig faces. So you have to be suspicious when they offer you something called soup number five. What are they not telling you? What's in it? The answer, bull penis and testicles. One product that puzzled me was something called dog rice. I saw it for sale everywhere. Why call it dog rice? Was it comforting? Did it have bite? Or was it made from puppies? A shopkeeper finally explained, Dog rice is rice you feed your dog. Oh, not only does nobody visit the Philippines, but the people who live there leave. Humans are their great national export. They've sent 11 million workers overseas doing the jobs no one wants. They're cruise ship porters, nurses, they'll diaper your baby, they'll diaper your mother, and they're great at it because Filipinos are the sweetest people on earth. Twice a day, our tour group would descend on some tiny shop, use their toilet, and leave without buying anything. And what did the shopkeeper always say? Thank you. Thank you? For what? Free urine? Filipinos even have a national rivalry with Thailand. Who's nicer? Filipino are warm and friendly. Thai people are even nicer. Take that back. Never. And scene. The warmth and sweetness of the people make the Philippines worth a visit. Even their language is cute. It's called Tagalog. It's a mishmash of 11 local languages and it sounds like a pinball arcade. Our local guide was a woman named Bing. The president's name is Bong Bong. How could you not love that? I mean, his father was the brutal dictator Ferdinand Marcos, but still, Bong Bong? Wouldn't you vote for Eric Trump if his name was Bing Bang Poodle Noodle? No, of course you wouldn't. Gareth Johnson kept the tour lively. One day we visited a typical Filipino attraction, an abandoned cathedral which was converted into an abandoned hotel. We had an earnest local guide who was wearing a Domino's Pizza t-shirt. He told us, Until recently, the people here wore only loincloths made of tree bark. Gareth asked, Oh yeah, when did I switch over the Domino's t-shirts? Another time, our van came to a screeching halt when Gareth spotted a sign by the side of the road reading, Vagina Falls. It's a real thing. It's too small to be a waterfall and too big to be a vagina, but that's what it looks like. We piled out of the van for a group photo. Gareth said, All buy a beer for whoever has the best caption. There were so many contenders. Vagina Falls. Unfortunately, it's dry. Vagina Falls closed three days a month. And the winner was Vagina Falls. You should see my testicles. The trip was so freewheeling, at one point my wife asked him, Do you actually have a plan? Gareth said, Of course I got a plan. And he did. The next day we headed to the village of San Pedro Cotud for a crucifixion. 
San Pedro Catud is a tiny town that comes to life on Good Friday. International visitors pour in. Vendors prowl the streets selling toys. And every house becomes a convenience store, peddling food and drinks from their kitchen window. The most popular snack is balut. This is a fertilized duck embryo boiled in the shell. Eat the whole thing. Beak, eyes, bones. It was revolting, but it only cost 50 cents, so I had three. Don't want to eat an embryo? They also cook two-day-old ducks. If you're a duck in the Philippines, you don't have a shot at reaching adulthood. Don't save for your old age. Once you've got some typical snacks, a bag of prawn chips, and a bag of soda, that was weird, it's time for the Parade of Flagellants. Shirtless men walk down the main street, whipping their backs till they bleed. Many were older men, covered with gang tattoos, and they were clearly atoning for the sins of their youth. I was quite moved. The tourist next to me was not. He was an old German man who sounded like, and may have been, Werner Herzog. He said, The men are not whipping themselves hard enough. In Bangladesh, they whip themselves with actual knives, and the bloods spray everywhere. Then they hang themselves from meat hooks. I said, you've seen that? He replied, I have seen it 18 times. As brutal as this seemed, when the men were done, they hosed off the blood and strode off none the worse for wear. They certainly look better than the cramped, dehydrated wrecks I see finishing the New York Marathon. At noon, Gareth cried out, Time for the crucifixion. I got a seat under the canopy. This provided perfect protection from the brutal Philippine sun, or it would have if the event had started on time. Instead, we sat there for three hours, slowly baking under the vinyl tarp. It's a kind of cooking the French call sous vide. The man who'd be crucified that day was Reuben Anahe. This was his 34th year on the cross, meaning Reuben played Jesus longer than Jesus played Jesus. I'm sure when he started out, he really looked like the Messiah. Now, he resembled Danny Trejo. Like Jesus, Mr. Anahe worked as a carpenter. It was just this one day a year when he was on the other side of the nails. We cornered Mr. Anahe at the medical tent before the ceremony. He was wearing street clothes and having his blood pressure taken. I noted his hands. After three decades of having spikes driven through them, they looked amazingly smooth. My wife asked him what she asks every celebrity, from Joe Exotic to Joe Biden. Do you watch The Simpsons? My husband writes The Simpsons. I watched his blood pressure shoot up. He heaved a weary, Christ-like sigh. It seemed to say, Could someone please nail me to a cross and get me away from these stupid questions? When the pageant began, there were three crosses standing on the hillside. The two outside ones already had men tied, not nailed, to them. As a Jew, I thought, I'm going to get blamed for this. Next came the Virgin Mary and Mary Magdalene, both in shiny rayon robes like high school choir members. Then came the Roman centurions, wearing plastic armor, riding on chariots. Finally came Mr. Renahe, dressed in bloody rags, dragging his cross. 
They acted, they really overacted the whole passion story in Tagalog. It felt like a production of Jesus Christ Superstar without all those annoying songs. It was a truly impressive spectacle, although no one tried to be historically accurate. Two Roman soldiers were talking on cell phones. Jesus was swigging from an Evian bottle. And there were more drones flying overhead than I remember from the Bible. Then came the moment of truth. The Romans held hometown Jesus down on the cross, and before they drove nails through his hands, they squirted Purell on them. They smoothly stood the cross up, and Jesus hung there, while techno music blared from the PA system. Then they brought him down from the cross. It was a clumsy operation, and it all felt so real. It was easy getting Jesus up there, but bringing him down, removing the nails, was ungainly and unrehearsed. I looked out at the crowd and realized this was what Jesus' crucifixion must have been like. Just a day's diversion in a quiet town. This was an event that occurred thousands of times in the past, always witnessed by a group of local villagers, no one lifting a finger to stop it. Just like us. Of course the Catholic Church frowns on this event, but it's much closer to the real Easter than trying to find where a giant bunny has hidden colored eggs. The woman playing Virgin Mary cradled Reuben Anahe in her arms. Then paramedics transferred him to a stretcher and brought him back to the medical tent. The show was over, the crowd left. And just like in the Bible, they left the other two guys up on the crosses. <laughs> Nobody cared about them. I ran into the Werner Herzog tourist again. He was not impressed. The nails they put through his hands. They had very big heads. But the shaft was thin like a needle a camera crew from the vice network said the same thing poor jesus first he's crucified by the romans then he's crucified by the critics i saw mr anahe about an hour later he was back in street clothes he had small band-aids on each hand i guess the nails weren't that big i was glad that night in an act of cultural whiplash gareth took us to the sin-filled city of angeles when they named this town for the angels, they must have been being ironic. The streets were clogged with women. They were all sexy, they were all available, and they all had penises. The whole town was nothing but bars, discos, and that curious combo, the massage parlor slash laundromat. A good Friday just got better. What Am I Doing Here was written and performed by Mike Reese and produced by Josh Perillo, with Denise Reese as herself, additional voices by Janet Cam, Josh Perillo, and Trevor Morris, Mark's Funny Dorman. And check out What Am I Doing Here, the book by Mike Reese, available at Amazon.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.